Philippians chapter 1, I think verse number 6. The scripture says, He who began a good work. Can you put it up for me? Philippians 1, I think verse 6, he said, He that began a good work in me is able to perfect it. Yeah. He said, being confident in this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it. Are you confident in this very thing? That he who began a good work in you, he began a good work in you, he will perfect it this season. 2021, the perfecter of all good things will show up in your life. I, I cannot hear your amen very well. In the precious name of Jesus. This song, like I said, is a prophecy. It's to stir somebody up to understand that a new season is coming upon you and it's a season that God uh, will start to perfect that which he, he, he started. And we must approach this season with some measure of confidence. Yeah, with some measure of confidence. That's why uh, the Apostle Paul, the writer of the book of Philippians, said, being confident of this very thing. Being confident. If you came into this service today and you weren't really confident in the fact that God is doing a great work in you or God is doing something new in you, you must leave this service with some measure of confident assurance that God who began a good work in you, it will perfect it. Say, say good amen, somebody. I said the God who began a good work in you it will perfect it in the precious name of Jesus. How was your week? Okay, I'm hearing some awesome, some people are not saying anything. Maybe it's the mask, really. Uh, you may be saying things that I'm not able to wear, I mean to, to hear. How was your week? Okay, uh, I pray in the name of Jesus that this new week is coming with new blessings. That God will show up in all the affairs of your life. You will not be stranded in the precious name of Jesus. Alright, if you join the fast, the 21 day fast, um, I think... Uh, that you are in a season where uh, you should be, how do I put it now? You should be more alive uh, to certain things. So the past seven days or the past one week, uh, post-fastings, I mean, I met a lady after the first service who said, uh, PG, I'm still fasting because I just feel that I need more. I said, it's okay. Yeah. So are you still fasting? <laughs> Is there anyone like that lady who is still fasting? Uh, and uh, some people here, uh, maybe you lost a couple of kgs or pounds during the fast, and the last one we have been working at regaining it back. Repent. There's no point trying to regain anything. Uh, let excess luggage go with last year. Yeah. All the lockdown excess luggage are gone in Jesus' name. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> but my encouragement really is that you should stay a lot, you know, Young people these days will say, stay woke. Yeah. Stay alert. Alert. Uh, you know, uh, be, be, be agile. And that's one of the benefits of fasting. Keeps us on the level of agility spiritually uh, that just positions us uh, to be able to participate in what God is doing. You know, one of the greatest prayers that anyone can pray is that, Lord, whatever you're doing in, in my world today, don't do it without me. I want to be a, a participant in the things that you are doing part-time because that's how we gain relevance. Uh, that's how we gain relevance, that we can participate in what God is doing. God wants to heal somebody, and if I'm on that path, I want to be a part of that healing. God wants restoration for someone. If I'm on that pathway, I want to be a part of that restoration. God wants to heal a family. God wants to bless somebody, give someone a job, or, help, I mean, or give somebody a new business. If I'm on that pathway, Lord, don't do it without me. I want to be a blessing. I want to be a person of influence. I want to be somebody that you can rely on. That's what gives life a meaning. A life that is spent on oneself is not a life of contribution. And when you continue to wait on the Lord, you are agile enough to participate in what God is doing. Yeah. You are agile enough to participate in what God is doing. I was asking my daughters this week, um, do you, what do you do that makes you feel connected with God? And, you know, I was hearing things like, oh, worship. So I said, give me, what's your favorite, favorite worship song? Because I've been on a running battle with them with secular music, you know. Young people love to listen to secular music. 
and um, a lot of them are laced with all kinds of things. Yeah. I also listen to secular music, so it's not like, uh, it's not exclusive preserve for young people, but all I'm saying is that I have the bandwidth to separate the wheat from the, sh the shaft from the wheat or whatever, I mean, to, to separate the bad, the good, and the ugly. But uh, some people just take everything, hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. Just take everything in. And it's when you stay a lot, you know, in God that you start to separate what works for you, what will not work, what will not lead to your progress, the kind of things you're hearing, the kind of things that, you know, that are getting into your heart. You can, you can separate, you know, you can keep yourself on that agile note. And maybe the last thing I'll say before I get into the word this morning, another reason why you have to be agile is that you need to be sensitive to also what the devil is doing at this time. Yeah. Nobody should dump anything in your house that does not belong to you. So COVID-19 is not your portion this season. Can I get a better amen? Yeah. Whatever disease, whatever uh, bad things going on out there, occasioned by the pandemic itself, and the, the younger brothers and the cousins of the pandemic, all the different things that, uh, that the pandemic is opening doors for, you know, like, you know, lack of a job, lack of fulfillment, frustration, feeling of loneliness and isolation, you know, all those kind of things, uh, um, depression, all the things that come with this, this season of pandemic, you have to be agile enough spiritually to be able to weigh them off. Yeah to be able to weigh them off, to be able to weigh them off. You know, it's one thing for birds to fly over, I mean, it's a free space, but for it to now land on your head, then that's trespassing. Am I saying the truth? Yeah, and you have to be agile to be sure that nothing that is not supposed to land is landing. Yeah, depression must not land. Say amen, somebody. Yeah. So that, that's, that's the, the reason why we need to stay woke. We need to stay, you know, on that edge of just, just being alert. Praise God. We're rounding up the series of teachings that we started from the first week of, of, of January, emphasizing, you know, the need for us to stay connected with the theme for this year. God said uh, um, it's, it's greater for us this year. And like Pastor was saying in the first service, uh, that word is you have to take it as a beginning of a phrase. You can't take it as my year of greater. Greater what? Yeah. It's the beginning of a phrase. So you add whatever you want to add to it. For somebody here, it's greater joy, greater fulfillment, uh, you know, uh, greater business, greater marriage, greater this. You add whatever it is. And that's why we're bringing this, this message this, this morning as a round of this series, uh, that you are always in a season and the, 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 the title of this message is, What Time Is It? What Time Is It? And in, in, the, in the next few minutes as I teach, I need you to follow me very, very carefully. Yeah. And, you know, the people who join service from home right now, they struggle with distraction. So it's bad enough for you to travel all the way to service and still distract yourself in the service with social distancing. Yeah, when nobody's trying to lean on you. So you are the only one that can distract yourself right now. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. So if that phone is not hitting your concentration, you know, take it away. If it's like you're reading scripture with it, fine. If you're taking a note with it, that means it's helping you to do more with this message. What time is it? What time is it? What time is it in your life? Because if you are able to identify the time that you're in, then greater will make more sense to you. Because all you need is to add whatever time you are in to greater. And then for you, it can be greater growth if it's a time of growth for you. For you, it can be greater accomplishment if it's a time of speed for you. And you know, one of the, uh, the funny things that happen to us in our life is to assume that everyone is in the same time zone or the same season. Yeah, that everyone is in the same time zone or the same season. Can you give me Ecclesiastes chapter 3? Ecclesiastes chapter 3, when we knew 
uh, King James Version, can we, can we, uh, can, can I start out by reading that? Ecclesiastes chapter 3 says, to everything there's a season and a time for every purpose under the sun. To everything there's a season and a time for every purpose under the sun. Look at verse 2. It says, a time to burn and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. Uh, verse, verse 3 says, a time to kill. especially killing bad things. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to break down and a time to build up. And you have all kinds of different timings that are described here. Different kinds of timing that are described there. A time for this and a time for that. The old year 2021 for somebody may be a time for a particular thing. For someone, the next five years may be a time for something that God is about to do in your life. So, so uh, uh, there are three things to note when we talk about times and seasons. One is that seasons are deliberate and every season has a purpose. Every season has a purpose. Seasons are deliberate and every season has a purpose. So when we say what time is it, we're saying also that what season are you? You know, if we say what time is it, is it in, uh, in, in, in regular timing, it's uh, here in Lagos, Nigeria at this time, it's about 11.18 or so. Yeah. It's a few, I mean, uh, uh, some minutes after 11 o'clock. And if, you're, if that's not your time, and it's not one or minute behind or above it, then your, your clock, your, your, your research is not working. Yeah. Something is wrong. Maybe you need to change the battery. There's, there's a latitude uh, that is acceptable. You know, outside of which something is wrong. And that's the timing that is generic to all of us. There's another timing that is not generic to all of us. For instance... My age is different from your age, though it's still age. <laughs> so it affects my sense of timing. My family may be different from yours. Two people can be married, but they are not in the same time or the same season. I hope you understand what I'm saying. I love the illustration that Pastor TJ uh, made during the first service, uh, which is very simple. Three people with three different kinds of timing. Maybe I should repeat it. And these people in front are saying, Pastor, don't use me for illustration. <laughs> I'm not the one that's about to use you, it's God. <laughs> so choose, choose you this day who you will serve. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> okay, volunteers. Volunteers. Uh, uh, do you? Yeah. January, okay. January is my friend, so you will always Oblige, yeah. Uh, can, can, can I get a lady? Do you want to come? Thank you. Thank you. Okay, social distancing. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, you're wearing a wristwatch. What time is it on your wristwatch? 11.20. 11.20, okay. 11.19. 11.19, you know I said it. That may be, uh, okay, I'll use mine for you. Okay, 11.20. 11.20. I just borrowed you my watch. Yeah. <laughs> January, uh, what's your birthday? Not your age, your birthday. May 18th. May 18th. May 18th. Okay. 9th March. 9th of, of March. March 5th. March 5th. So they are first and second quarter babies. Yeah. March, March, and May. So you see that by the time I go to my second question, their answers are different. But the first answer was almost like generic. Now, let's get to the main deal. What, is, what season are you right now? What's the most important thing that you're working on right now or that, you're, yeah, yeah, that is the main focus for this season? I think uh, I'm on the gestation season. It's a gestation. Haven't planted. I'm waiting for you to board. 
So, th so there are some things that you have worked on, that you have labored on, planted, and you said you're in a gestation season. Like you're like a pregnant woman right now, all right? And your stomach is almost showing it. <laughs> That's just a joke. It's my friend. That's why I can say that. I won't say it for everybody. <laughs> we'll, we'll meet after service and I'll, I'll apologize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, same question. Reaping from my investments. Can you say it again? I'm reaping from my investments. So you are in your harvest season. That's what you're saying. Uh, some investment you've made in time past. This season you feel that. So you're in harvest season. All right. Okay. From. You, you don't have to follow this path. You can talk about your family, your whatever. Is good. What's the most important? What season are you right now? The season I am now is that um, I've been collecting salary all this while. Now, I want to start up mine. I want to see how it is. So it's like beginning. So you're moving from being a salary earner to the, the one that pays the salary. So you're moving into uh, uh, entrepreneuring, literally. All right? So pioneering something new. Yeah. So can you see that uh, when it comes to time, it's the same for all of them. If you're in Lagos, Nigeria right now, uh, you can't choose your time. We know the time. I hope you understand what I'm saying. We all know the time. And like I said, if you have more latitude than two minutes of the real time, then uh, you're, you're, something is wrong. But when it comes to things like date of birth, it's different for them. But when it comes to uh, the focus of the season, it's even far more different. We can all be here together as the Elevation Church, but we're not in the same season. My season is different from yours. Yeah. My season is different from yours. I, I, you know, if, it's, if you say my family season right now, I'm in my preparation time uh, for becoming empty, an empty nester in the next few years. So I'm, I'm preparing my mind. I'm I mean, I'm envisioning how it would be for my daughters to be out of the house and uh, for me to be left with my beautiful wife alone and for us to start afresh again and all that, you know, and that thing of not just, just you know, there are different things. I, I, I mean, I'm in a season, for instance, as a leader where my role is changing in dimension and, and configuration. Yeah, I, I used to be a pastor of just one church in one location. Yeah. Now, uh, in Lagos alone, we have like five locations and then growing all over the place. So my, my assignment is changing uh, in different ways, uh, focusing on visioning, designing, and, you know, and deploying uh, people to make things happen for the kingdom of God. Like my sister here, you, your own season may be that you're just about to step into something new. Somebody's maximizing a current season. Somebody's in a seed sowing season. We're all in different seasons. Can you appreciate them for me? God is the author of seasons and time. Yeah, he's the author of season and time. So no season of life should be a disadvantage. No season of life should be a disadvantage. The Bible says if the earth remain, seed time and harvest, summer and winter, cold and, you know, and hot, all that will not cease. Life is like a loop. You know, when you're playing music on your, on your, your, on your device, on your, your app, whether it's, uh, you know, Apple Music or whatever, uh, 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 Spotify and all, or you're playing a CD, you can put it in a loop. Am I saying the truth? Where it just keeps it on repeat play and it just keeps playing. That's how life is. The seasons keep coming in a loop like that from time to time. When some people get fixated on what is happening in a particular season and it's affecting you so much that maybe it breaks your heart, or it stops you from doing what you need to do to prepare for the next season, it means that you are not working in full understanding of, you know, of God. 
There's no permanent season. That's where I'm going. There's no permanent season in life. Seasons come and seasons go. Genesis 8 and 22 there. While the earth remains, sit time and harvest, cold and eat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. That's the loop. If we count hours right now, night time will come. And if somebody's in a night time season, where it seems like you cannot see your way forward, where it seems that you don't have enough clarity. Some of the people I called out, they seem to have a bit of clarity. But some of us, you may be wondering right now, I can't even say what they're saying because I don't even know. This season that PJ is talking about, I don't know. Which season am I? I don't, I don't know. Maybe you're in a night season. Because in the night season, you may not be able to see far. But does that mean that the night season will last forever? No. According to God's divine ordination, no season is supposed to last forever. But is it possible for someone to over, overspend time, to spend extra time in a season? Yes. And that's when you're not prepared to follow God and follow the things that God is doing. Like I said, God is the author of seasons and time. And at every point in time, you are either in a season or transitioning or in transition from one season to the next. Yeah. You are either in a season or transitioning from one season to the next season. That's what happens a lot of the time. That's the loop that God has put us in. And when people get fixated in a season and they are embracing, either over embracing the good part of the season or getting depressed because of the bad part of the season, then we, we open the door for the devil to afflict us. Somebody may be asking, what's good in the night season? Oh, the night season is a good time for reflection. Yeah, you can even glamorize your night season by making a bonfire and sitting around it in the night and celebrating and, you know, and all that. Night season is not always very bad. It depends on how you see it. Somebody, you may, you, may, you may have been trapped in a season, you know, just maybe trying to make a leap of faith and things are not there. You, you tried last year, then COVID came and then things hooked and you're still in that season. And you are that, in that complaining mode right now uh, rather than just enjoying where you are in the way to where you are going. You know, in the way to where you are going. And this message today and the, the, the prayers that will come after is to actually help someone uh, to precipitate a new season. To get a little bit of push. The Bible says a man of knowledge will increase strength. And as you gain some knowledge from this message this morning, is to give you a push to your next level. Because a wrong response to the season of life uh, you know, that, that, that you're in right now can lead to stagnation and can stall your transition into a new season. So after you have recognized what time it is in your life, you need to also ask yourself, uh, am I making the right response to this season? Yeah, yeah. Is this the right response to this season? One of my daughters will be writing um, uh, the IGCSE or you know, the school certificate exam uh, later this year, May, June, and, and um, I often will, will just catch her watching TV. I said, this is not the season of your life. Yeah. I said, when you, are, when you are done with your school certificate exam, I will allow you to binge over a weekend. You will binge, watch anything you want. If you want to do two weekends consecutively, just be binging, I will allow you. But now, if I catch you with TV, yeah. Because this is a season for preparation. And I kept telling her, TVs don't go away, but your exam will come to pass. Yeah. TVs are always there. Yeah. And somebody, in a season of preparation, you may get, you know, so frustrated or distracted that you get engaged with something else. And it, it results into an, an inappropriate action uh, for a season. And that's how people get, you know, stagnated in a season because of wrong, wrong action in that season. So worrying about the nighttime, worrying about the gestation period. I mean, for instance, you know, sometimes pregnancy gets to a point where 
at seventh month or six months, you feel, let them come and take this thing. Yeah, I remember, I, I don't know whether it was a second baby that my wife was in that space where she would just sometimes just say, this, this time is not going, no. This, this thing, <laughs> you know, I'm just tired of carrying this thing. They should, and in my heart, I was like, what kind of, you can't be tired, though. Because any attempt to be tired is a problem. Yeah, because this kind of thing has a gestation period. You know, is it not a bad prayer to pray at five months that God bring the baby out? And that's how some people are. There's no amount of worry that will make your gestation period to just collapse in itself. But one thing that God does is that in certain areas of life, it has a power to override uh, what is the, the normal or what is the order of the day. But in certain areas of life, you allow the gestation period, the full gestation period. You know, you, you, you can't want to go to university to study engineering or medicine and all that and be praying that you'll finish in two years. You'll be a quack. Am I saying the truth? Yeah. Especially if it's medicine. You can never treat me if you spend two years in medical school. Yeah. I won't allow it. Yeah. Because there's, there's a gestation period. That's how some people are, especially young people. Especially in this day and age where the issue of blowing very fast. You know, that conversation is always out there. And sometimes we don't help matters also for, for some pastors who just make people feel like uh, uh, God, God is always in a hurry and not understanding that certain things have been set in place in certain departments of life. In certain departments of life, there's a loop. There's something that God has set in place. You are the one that needs to configure yourself and make yourself understand it so you can walk in, in the reality of it in that manner. So in understanding times and seasons, it's important for us to understand the department of life where things have to follow a particular order and other departments of life where by sheer providence, or, you know, God's mighty hand can fast track things for you. And when you look at life from only one perspective, you would think every aspect of life is the same. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying today. And not every aspect of life is the same. In certain aspects of life, God expects you to be more aware of the season because your agility, your understanding, your allowing the Holy Spirit to work with you can help you so that you don't stagnate in that season. So that you don't stay on the same spot for too long. So in this kind of year, where we're talking about greater favor, greater grace, you know, greater glory, you understand that your response to greater is, 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 is sensitivity to times and seasons. And the understanding, be willing to get the understanding of what time it is in your life so you know whether this season is taking too much time and you need to trust God to press into the next one. Are you still here, somebody? Very important. Let me discuss a concept that will help a lot of us to understand this a lot better. In, in Mark 11, when you read from verse 12 to 14, you'll see an experience that Jesus had with a tree, the fig tree. The Bible says in verse 12 of Mark 11, said, Now, the next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. Jesus, by the way, um, the Bible says in verse 14, in response, Jesus said, said to it, to the tree, 
let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard him. So he didn't whisper it. He said it loudly. His disciples heard him. I wanted to note a few things from here. One was that the Bible says it was not the season for fig trees to bring out fruit. This particular fig tree, the Bible says it had leaves. Jesus went there, said perhaps there will be fruit. He was hungry. And the Bible says in verse 14, in response, that means the fig tree was speaking to Jesus because you respond in communication. Yeah, that means the fig tree was saying something to Jesus, something like, I'm not going to give you anything to eat today. Yeah, no fruit for you. You know, here we say, nothing for you. Uh, Say, Pastor Jesus, nothing for you today. And in response to the fig tree saying, PJ, nothing for you today. PJ said, in response, let no one eat from you ever again. That statement, you could say, oh, is this not too much? For the king of the universe. You know, there's, a, there's, a, there's an interesting perspective to this that you may think, was, was, was Jesus being brash? Was he being insensitive to this tree? Was he making a demand that was out of season from this tree? Because sometimes you and I get in the position of this tree where it looks like uh, uh, people are placing demands on us or God is placing a demand on us that seems to be out of season for us. But one thing is certain. Forget about people. But if God is the one placing a demand on you, or using people to place a demand on you, it means that you are the one that is possibly behind in season, or you don't understand your capacity or your potentials to perform at that season. Jesus himself was in this kind of situation before, so he understood. By the way, Jesus understood time and season. Yeah. In, in John 12 and verse 23, uh, he said, the hour has come, or the time has come, for the Son of Man, you know, uh, 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 he, he said, for, for the Son of Man, uh, that Son of Man should be glorified. So, Jesus understood times and seasons. Yeah, he understood times and seasons. That will not permit me to, to dwell on that John, John chapter 12, because it's, a, it's, a, it's also an understanding of time and season that made him to rise up at that occasion and say, the time has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. This is not... A regular time. This is, it was sensitive to what God was doing in his life at that time. Jesus had this same experience that the fig tree had in John chapter 2, where he also felt out of season. Just like the fig tree. And I'm going somewhere. I need you to follow me. And I, 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 I'm, I'm trusting God that this will help somebody to understand something here today. Jesus in John chapter 2 was invited from verse 1 of John chapter 2. The Bible says he was invited to a wedding. On the, uh, on the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. The Bible says now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Look at the response of Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour or my time or my season has not yet come. Jesus was sensitive to his season. He said, my season has not yet come. But Mary, but Bible says, his mother said to the servant, whatever I say to you, do it. Jesus was at the brink of something. It felt like his time had not yet come, but he had a trigger or some a catalyst in Mary. Mary pushed him into the season of the supernatural, of miracles, of signs and wonders, even when he thought his time had not come. May God position people around you this season who will give you a a boost, a lift into your next season. Uh, For everyone that is stagnated in an old season, for everyone who is using human clock to calculate your new season, I pray for you this season that God uh, will engineer situations and circumstances and bring people into your life who will give you a push to your next level. Perhaps there are certain things that Christ was thinking about that maybe when this happened and when that happened, then I will step into the 
season of miracles, of signs and wonders. But Mary did not even behave as if Jesus said anything when he said, Mother, uh, woman, why are you disturbing my life? My time has not yet come. That's, this is not the time for that. The, the God had perfected all that it would take, the wisdom, the enablement for Christ to step into is the part of his ministry that's meant for signs and wonders and miracles and supernatural. But for some reason or the other, he felt the time had not come. The same thing when you go back to the fig tree, comparing that. So Jesus had been there. That's what I was saying. Before we get to, uh, you know, John 11 or Mark 11, where you see him having an encounter with the fig tree. I'm sure he felt like the same way the fig tree felt in, in, in John chapter 2. So he could speak to the fig tree with that understanding. Or he could approach the fig tree knowing that uh, my presence can push this thing to its new season. Even though the season has not come. Because the Bible says it's not the time for figs to bear fruit. And it had a lot of leaves. When God shows up in your life, it overrides natural seasons and brings you uh, into something that is beyond you. Is somebody still with me today? That's where we get the, the concept of chronos and kairos from. Don't be fixated on the word that you may not be used to, or the Greek word or the Hebrew word. The important thing is the concept. So there are two concepts of timing. One is the chronos. Which talks about the chronological order of things. There's a time that fig trees bring forth. According to chronological order, it speaks to the clock. The time where fig trees bring forth. That when you leave school, you will then work for three to five years. And then you will now go for your postgraduate degree. And then you will now finish that. You will now come back. They will now make you a full manager. And then uh, you will now work again. And you know all those kind of things. And then along the line, you will find a babe. I'm talking about a guy now. Then you now get married. Then you now have a baby. And then, you know, that, that's the, no, the normal progression. According to chrono, chronology, which is clock. Chronicle. That's why we tell stories in, you know, in chronological order. And there are certain stereotypes that a lot of people are used to already. So when somebody approaches you at 33 as a lady and say, ah, maybe you went for Christmas this last year now. And they say, ah, you are still not married. Eh? Amaka, what's happening now? Apologies to any Amaka that may be in the service today. Yeah. In your mind, if what comes to you is that these witches have come again, you may be also be making a mistake. The person that's talking to you is just talking based on chronological order of things. God's season in your own life may be slightly different. And when you understand that this thing is a loop and God keeps coming and bringing new seasons, then you will not allow the devil to sink you into depression because you are still single. Is somebody still with me today? Because he's got times and seasons in his hand. And he calls forth light out of darkness. And when he shows up to you, it becomes your time. It becomes your season. Are you still with me today? Very important, very important that you have that understanding. Very important. So, Kronos talks about regular order of things. Kairos speaks to the appointed time. The appointed time. And it, 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 it speaks to God's agenda for each individual life and what, how God can override Kronos when Kairos does not depend on Kronos. Some things will happen to some people and you'll be wondering, ah, but it's too young for that. But if his time has come, his time has come. Are you still with me today? Oh, she's too young for that. Oh, when did they even start this business? And they're already, you know, opening so many stores. Yeah. If, the, if, 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 if Kairos happens to you, Kronos becomes irrelevant. Are you still with me today? 
Psalm 103 and verse, uh, uh, and verse 13, uh, it says, You will arise and have mercy on Zion. Uh, for the time to favor her, he said, yeah, this, this, the set time, the set time is here. Uh, glory be to Jesus. When the set time comes, Psalm 102 and verse 13, uh, when the set time comes, uh, you, you, what, what you see is that the set time has a way of overriding the regular order of things. Is somebody still with me today? Jesus brought that set time to the fig tree, but there was no response, no appropriate response from the fig tree. You know, there's times where set times come to you, but because your mind is fixated on Kronos, it will come and pass. Uh, when you have the mind that Kronos notwithstanding, regular order of things notwithstanding, God can make an incursion into my life at any given point in time, and all he wants is that I give him permission. Permission to move. Permission to do stuff in my life. Are you still with me today? Yeah. David was like a teenager or something like that when he went in, in 1 Samuel 17 to the Valley of Ella. His brothers were the men of war who went to fight. That morning when he woke up, he didn't know that Kairos was going to happen to him. He was probably still waiting until he, he came of age like his brothers. And then he, he, they... they, they the, the king will probably also invite him to come and join the fighting men, uh, you know, and all that. But Kairos happened to him. May you be awake to your Kairos. I said, may you be awake to your Kairos. Because David got into that place that morning, and all of a sudden, based on an unusual sensitivity, he saw Goliath, and Goliath got his attention. Yeah. Goliath got his attention. He could never have gotten Goliath's action, I mean, attention because it was irrelevant as far as Goliath was concerned. But he, Goliath got his attention. He sensed a Kairos moment. If, it was, if they're going to be sharing the time for him to fight, it would take a long time. A long time. A long time because he was not within that bracket at all. He was not within that bracket at all. But Kairos happened to him and he was sensitive enough to be able to seize it, to be able to understand it, to be able to, you know, want to walk in it in the appointed time. May 2021 usher somebody into an appointed time. May this new season usher you into an appointed time to start something, an appointed time uh, to stop something, an appointed time to see something new, an appointed time to walk into a new season. Say a big amen, somebody. Let me try to wrap this up. We've talked about Kairos. Now the big question is, how do I maximize Kairos? If you don't, uh, 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 my, my first admonition is don't get, don't be stuck in a season of life that God is trying to shift you away from. Yeah. Don't be stuck in a season of life that God is trying to shift you, shift you away from. And then understand the season that you are in currently. The season that you are in currently. Yeah. Understand the season that you are in currently. It's very important. Especially when it looks like your chronos is not adding up. If, have you ever felt left behind before? When, it, when your chronos is not adding up, when the chronological order of things is not adding up, you need to ask yourself, maybe I'm in a new season. Maybe I'm in a different season. Because the season of everyone is different. Can, can, you, can you put a, a, a slide uh, uh, for me of those trees, the same trees in different seasons? Yes, I, I, I wonder. So this picture was taken by a friend of Pastor TJ who lives in, in the UK. The same trees, but this is a season. This is like winter time. Under, and this is like uh, um, fall into, or, no, or autumn into uh, um, summer up there. Yeah, it's almost like summertime or before summer up there, and this is like winter time. If you look at this, if you are not told, you may not be able to believe that it's the same set of trees. But at least from the picture, you can see. <laughs> now, 
Somebody may be here and another person there. It's the same tree here, but I need to understand something. When you look at my life and you look at someone else's life and you compare them as if they are in the same season, you may be making a mistake, a terrible mistake. The same way when you look at your life, you look at your marriage, you look at your career, and you choose to compare yourself with some, to somebody else without asking yourself the question, what season am I in? Me, or my family, or my business, or my career. Because somebody can get depressed because somebody is getting, a, another person is getting an award, getting, you know, accolades, and, you know, all kinds of, and then you are there. Perhaps you are not in the same season. And you don't need to compare yourself with someone that is not in the same season with you. So when Kronos is not making sense, please try as much as possible to understand your own season. Also, don't restrict yourself to traditional times and seasons like the fig tree. Especially when God is showing up. The one who created the tree is there making a demand. God will make certain demand on you this season. A demand to, to do away with some level of childishness. A demand to do away with small thinking because he's able to give you big thinking or capacity to think big. When it shows up and you're still romancing your old ways, you may miss a season like the fig tree did. In 1 Kings 17, the prophet Elijah, God said, go to the brook chariot. There's a bird that I've positioned there to be feeding you. The only problem is that for a grown man, I don't know how much food the bird will be able to provide. There was a brook there, so you have more than enough water to drink, but you'll only be having small chops. Because the bird will come, bring something small, drop it, bring another, you know, small chop, finger food, you know, because how, how, how much food can the bird carry? Elijah was getting used to that. When God showed up, a new season has come. Go to Zarephath. I've commanded a widow there to feed you. Yeah. I've commanded a widow. I mean, uh, the widow will have some, some di you know, some nice uh, dish and all that and prepare proper food. Yeah. And God said, Elijah, a new season of better food has come. No, there's farming for everyone. Yeah. If you ask people in Zarephath, what time is it? They will say time of farming. But Elijah, I'm bringing you into a season where you eat real food. Yeah. Real food. And you can imagine, Elijah could stay by the brook and say, I'm okay here. And that's how some people behave. I'm okay here. What's the next thing that God is saying? And are you applying yourself to it? So don't restrict yourself to traditional times and seasons. Don't stay on Kronos when Kairos is happening to you. Also, stay alert to identify your Kairos moment. Yeah. Pack and be ready. Get ready for the things that God is about to do. Get ready. Get ready for the things that God is about to do. You remember where we started this service from? From that great song, from the Elevation Priest of Praise. Yeah. Being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in me is able to perfect it. So I'm ready to take charge of my next level. Mind your language also. Speak what God is speaking in this season. There's a time to speak what God is speaking. This is not a time to say everybody has left me behind. This is not a time to say, well, we don't know what is happening. We're just, uh, you know, some people just say, we're just opening God. Yeah. We're just opening God. No, 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 no. This is a time to say, there's a new season. This is a time to sing that kind of song to yourself. This is time to say, you know, uh, uh, I'm getting ready to live the best, best life of my life so far. I'm, 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 I'm seeing something new and I'm pressing into the new. This is a time to say all things are working together for my good. This is a time to say the right things to yourself. Then deal with your emotions. The season is about God's plans, not your feelings. Yeah, so you need to deal with your emotions. 
You have to deal with your emotions. Negative emotion can cause someone uh, to spend extra time in a season. A season that God, you know, has changed. Last, they take responsibility for your growth and then, but also anticipate growth pains. Take responsibility for your growth, but anticipate growth pains. The seed of your next season is already embedded in your current season. When you do the right thing with the current season, what happens is that you are already taking responsibility for your next season. So the responsibility to birth your new season will always take something out of you in this current season. This is not a season to be unaware or to live anyhow, but a season to take responsibility for what is ahead. Because God wants to do something new ahead. And he wants us to take responsibility now. Paul said, for we know that, you know, that the, 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 the pain of this season or the shame of this season or whatever is happening this season cannot be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. But it happens when I say, I'm going to dimension the pain I'm, I'm feeling right now. Yeah. The pain of being left alone, being left behind, not hearing what, what I'm what, you know, and all that. There's good pain and there's bad pain. You can imagine, you know, pain in the labor room. It's good pain because they're going to bat destiny. Yeah. For somebody here today, the pain you're feeling right now may be the pain uh, with which you're going to bat something greater. You may even be feeling used right now. But if God says that's where you're supposed to be for this season, then stay and let God maximize what he has for you in your life. There's nothing like overnight success. Yeah. We only have times of preparation. And when it has compounded, like the scripture says, when the clouds are full, they empty themselves upon the earth. When it's fully compounded, what happens? Something opens up. Something opens up. Something opens up. Something opens up. Uh, 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 I love uh, the story of Amanda, the, the, the poet at, the, at, at Biden's inauguration. Uh, I'm sure most of us have never even heard about her before. Yeah. Uh, like Pastor CJ was saying in the last service, it was that, that day that I also Googled her and checked. When you Google her, you see uh, this 22 or 23-year-old lady is the inaugural poet. But the truth is that time was compounded for her. She had been doing this since when she was very young, very small. You know, less than, you know, maybe 40,000 people following her on Twitter or Instagram before inauguration was over. <laughs> Millions of people were following her. By the next day, the book that she had not finished writing, that she will release in September, is already on number one on Amazon. People are pre-ordering it. But you know, it's easy for you to say something just happened. The God of miracles showed up for Amanda and then she blew. But what you don't understand was that in 2017 or so, Mrs. Biden was attending an event where Amanda spoke. And saw Amanda and the impression she created stayed. And Amanda has, may have been on holding pattern since 2017 until the appointed time. <laughs> and then the fullness of time came on the 20th of January or so. Yeah. And it was a time for a showing forth. You know, somebody was even saying that if it was Nigeria, they won't allow to stay behind that thing. Because it's only the president that should be in front of the president's seal and all that. But she stood there as if she was the president of the U.S. and made that proclamation, that, uh, you know, that 
piece of poetry that took the world by storm. She's on big media right now. You know, at 22, our Kairos movement came. Yeah. But she prepared for it. And she put her best into it. And that's why uh, when you are in your night season, know that the night season, the, the afternoon season, everything is adding up to a, a point, an appointed time so that when God turns to you, your mind is not vague. Your hand is not empty. There's something to offer. Will you rise up on your feet, everyone? Glory be to Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Lift your two hands to Jesus today. And say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I present myself as a candidate for Kairos Moments. 2021, I declare that I enjoy greater grace, greater favor, greater glory. Say, doors are open unto me because it's my time. I say the God of favor is in my boat this year. Say the heavens are open over my life. Say wisdom is made available for me to prepare for my Kairos moment. Say I will not be fixated on natural order of things. Say in every aspect of life where God is preparing to show up in my life I am ready. Say, I'm made ready by the power of the Holy Spirit. Say, I yield myself to the Holy Spirit to walk within me to do his good pleasure in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lift your two hands and pray and understand it. Pray in the Spirit and just use your own words and just declare it that you are pressing into a new season in the name of Jesus. Can we sing that, 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 that song? Oh, that you're pressing into a new season in the name of Jesus. That somebody's saying, I'm getting ready to see something I've never seen before. Something I've never seen before. Eyes haven't seen. Somebody speak to God today. Ears haven't heard the kind of blessings, the kind of blessings that's part of all of me. Victory is here. Keep the feet out of door. Yes. God's doing a new thing. Get ready for overflow. Get ready for overflow. Lift your two hands to Jesus and declare it. I'm getting ready to see. Wave your two hands to Jesus right now. Father, we're getting ready to see some things that we have never seen before. Things that I has not seen, uh, that ears have not heard, that has not entered into the heart of man. Those are the things we have prepared for those who love you. For we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. We step into divine intentionality in 2021 and we decree and declare that nothing limits the hand of God's divine intentionality in our lives. We receive the wisdom of God to maximize every season that we're in and we receive a push into a new season in the name of the Lord Jesus. We decree that the cloud uh, uh, over everyone's life is being filled up right now. It's been filled up right now in the name of Jesus. As we seek God this season, we declare that the cloud over our lives is being filled up. And we declare 2021 is a season of abundance of rain.
in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we bless your name. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We bless your holy name. We bless your holy name, Father. Take all the glory and all the praise. We thank you for overflow. We thank you for Kairos moment. We thank you for seasons of sudden lease. We thank you for appointed time for someone to carry a baby. And appointed time for someone to launch a new initiative. And appointed time for somebody to step into the fullness of their marital destiny. And appointed time for somebody to bat new beginnings. We give you glory and we give you praise. In the precious name of Jesus. For anyone that may have been in Odin pattern, stuck in the same location, spiritually, emotionally, financially, we command a divine release right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we decree that the old of stagnation is broken. For everyone who is already spending extra time in a particular season, we declare that Jesus shows up in your life this season. In the name of the Lord Jesus. For everyone whose mind is fixated on the clock and the natural order of things, we decree that the one who holds stands and seasons in his hand is showing up in your life this season. In the precious name of Jesus. That push that you need for your next level is released in the name of Jesus. Thank you everlasting Father. So I prophesy a release of resources in your direction. I decree that time and chance will happen to you this season. I decree that my God orders your steps to be with the right people this season. I decree that the right ideas come to your mind this season. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Welcome to your new season. I said welcome to your new season. Welcome to your new season. Welcome to your new season. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody put your hands together and celebrate Jesus today. Hallelujah. Praise God.